Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This is the Rip and Read, featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Great to be living in America, even though you're illegal, and be shuttled around from place to place at taxpayers' expense through Catholic charities, which is just a racket, a syndicate, and uh, with the mayor leading the charge, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, with our city taxpayer dollars. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we broke this story last Wednesday, February 1st here. I was the first to give you the basic details that the city of New York, through homeless services, with the cooperation of Catholic charities, was moving the homeless illegal aliens around like chess pieces on a chessboard at our taxpayers' expense. They were first transporting them from the Texas border to New York. With our tax dollars, they come from the federal government through Catholic charities, which then launders the money. They make money, and they get Catholic parishioners to come into the pews of their empty churches on Sunday for the English-speaking masses, so that by evening, when it's a Spanish-speaking mass, they can justify keeping the parish open, keeping the church schools open, because they have a new trough of Roman Catholics who actually come to church. You know, I've been saying this ever since... We went back to August, and the illegal aliens began forging the border and coming to Nueva, New York. Remember I said it was a racket? It was a syndicate? Remember I said it was a combination of Eric Adams, Swagger Man with no plan, and Catholic Charities, and all of you poo-pooed me? How many of you said, oh, you're a self-hating Catholic? Hey, there's no doubt I'm an AMP Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday, and then you don't see me for a month of Sundays. But I followed this and warned all of you that Catholic Charities and Eric Adams were waving the checkerboard flag of the Indianapolis 500 and saying to all the illegals once they crossed the border, Underlay, 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 one to Nueva York, 
to Catholic Charities providing you with transport, with pounding the hound, taking an airplane, or taking an Amtrak train. And then we will take care of you once you arrive in New York. And then all of a sudden on Sunday, you would think that somebody very boldly and bravely came forward to say this in February when I was saying this back in August. In fact, who was it? With John Katz and his many interviews on Sunday morning between 8 and 10, always newsmakers. It was my husband-in-law, David Patterson. Need I remind you that he was my radio partner back when I was AM 970, the answer four years of my life I'll never get back, doing afternoon drive from the Hotel Pennsylvania before they took a wrecking ball to it, and I introduced him to my wife at that time. Just like any young man, I said, David Patterson, uh, meet my wife Mary, take my wife please, and he did. And now he is the stepfather of my oldest son, Anthony, and that's why I call him my husband-in-law. But you would think, based on all the press reports, that he was the oracle. He had finally come up with the conclusion that the illegal aliens who are being brought here, who stay here, it's turned into a racket. But I don't know that asylum isn't starting to become an industry because so many people are choosing to do this, and it is really creating an encumbrance on the city's resources. But did he name in shame? Of course not. He did not name in shame. I've been naming and shaming every step of the way about this cabal, this unholy alliance between Cardinal Dolan and Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan since August. Since August. And everybody out there said, oh, no, you, you, you just hate the Catholic Church. You hate Eric Adams. Uh, you, you're making this all up. Oh, really? I'm making it all up. So last February 1st, last Wednesday, I told you exactly how this scam works. Because of all the illegals protesting outside the Watson that they didn't want to go to the Carnival Cruise uh, terminal line in Red Hook and cop a squat on a thousand cots in dormitory-style setting and leave the private rooms that we've been paying for $500 a night at the Watson, I told you what the city was doing to try to get them out of there. And that is giving them tickets to go to Plattsburgh, where they would then go the five miles down a one-way road to on Roxham Road to the Canadian border, where they would be arrested, and then they would be processed for asylum, where actually Trudeau Jr. in Ottawa provides many, many more benefits than we the sucker taxpayers do in uh, America. Remember I told all of you that, and I played cuts of the RCMP, the instructions that they give you when you cross the border illegally, and the illegal aliens saying how they Googled this, this is how they knew how they could get into Canada. And I said, oh, no, the city of New York, through the Department of uh, Homeless uh, Services and Catholic Charities, are giving these illegals tickets to go to wherever they want to go at our taxpayers' expense. Remember? City Hall denied it. Catholic Charities denied it. And then all of a sudden, the New York Post did a tremendous expose. I may have served the hors d'oeuvres, but boy, they served the entree. They connected all the dots that I couldn't connect. And they cold-busted the mayor and Cardinal Dolan and Catholic Charities. And then all of a sudden, on Good Day Early Call New York, on Channel 5, I think it was with Rosanna Scotto, Eric Adams had to fess up. He had to admit that that's what they were doing. 
are an amazing partnership with Catholic Charities who uh, they just has they have a history of being there for those in need. Uh, those who are seeking to go somewhere else, not we're pushing or forcing. If they're seeking to go somewhere else, we are helping in the reticketing process. Uh, what we found that people had other destinations, but they were being compelled only to come to New York City, and we are assisting in interviewing those who seek to go somewhere else. Some want to go to Canada. Some wants to go to warmer states, uh, and we are uh, there for them as they continue to move on with their pursuit of this dream. Uh, we provide concierge services. We shuttle them around from place to place. How many times have some of you tried to reticket because all of a sudden there was a follow up by an airline and you have been put through the ringer because they wouldn't reticket you? They would not. They told you you had to buy a whole new ticket, a whole new package. I mean, but, but see, through the services of Catholic charities, oh, they're doing God's work. It's a racket. It's for the money. And through uh, the Department of uh, Homeless Services, the city of New York, doing it for the good of these people. It's a racket. It's a syndicate. We now have the documentary uh, admission by Eric Adams that that's what they've been doing since August. And then all of a sudden, remember, here's Cardinal Dolan. Remember back in uh, August, Cardinal Dolan? Was uh, saying, "Hey, I'm your Papa Chula. Who's your Who's your daddy? Come to New York. We love you all." These just aren't cases. These just aren't. Uh, these just aren't problems. <clears throat> these just aren't statistics. These are not just refugees and asylum seekers in the plural. These are people with names. And with dads and moms, they've had a terrible journey, oh. but yet they're filled. They're, I don't see any animosity. Or no, any, no. They're filled with gratitude. Yeah. They said people have helped us on the way. Oh. The church has been there. Oh, Yeah, the church has been there with our money, our tax dollars from the federal government. And know that a bunch of these illegal aliens were leaving the city and going to Canada. When you heard their, their answers to New York Post questions, they were saying, I couldn't believe it. I came to New York. I see homeless people in the streets. I see people shooting up drugs. I see pedophiles that are chasing uh, young kids. I see all kinds of crimes. I see decadence. I see places that I just couldn't imagine existed in New York. I want to get out of here. And, of course, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan in Catholic charities, provided the concierge service and the reticketing service. And guess what? Our own Bill O'Reilly. He doesn't have a problem with it, with cats in the five o'clock roundtable discussion yesterday. He was basically saying, come one, come all. I'm a Christian. I'm a Roman Catholic. But, you know, look, I'm a Christian. I'm a Roman Catholic. And my faith, and I believe in it, dictates that you help the poorest people. And right now, the migrants fall into that category. The migrants fall into that category. Are we helping the American-born homeless, some of them who are veterans, some of them who are emotionally disturbed? Hey, O'Reilly and the rest of you, come ride with me on the E-Train any morning. Come ride with me on the Moving Homeless Hotel from the World Trade Center to Jamaica Station and look at the humanity that is sleeping on the trains, wallowing in their own defecation, born here in America. Some of them are veterans. Some of them are emotionally disturbed and should be taken care of in mental health care hospitals before we deal with any illegal aliens. Oh, you're all, you're all so Christian and Roman Catholic with tax dollars. But it's not coming from contributions to the Roman Catholic Church. By the way, Bill O'Reilly, have you contributed to uh, your parish fund 
to help the illegal aliens. Oh, that's right. They don't have a special collection at your parish or any parish in which they've passed the wicker basket up and down on Sundays. You know, and they've said, well, first, we're collecting for the Cardinals Fund. Then we're collecting for the Bishop's Fund. Then we're collecting for the Parish Fund. Then we're collecting for the uh, parochial school fund, if they have a parochial school in that parish. And then, oh, by the way, we're going for the Quinella. We're passing the wicker basket to contribute to the welfare and the good of the illegal aliens that Catholic Charities and Cardinal Dolan are welcoming. Not. All that money through Catholic Charities is coming from the federal government. Documentary evidence today in the New York Post. There's no denying it. And meantime, who who's saying he slept like a little baby out there with the illegal aliens while he was playing video games with them at the Carnival Cruise Lines? Maybe you'll have Kathy Lee Gifford come and entertain him also. Wow. Oh, my God. Listen to this. Listen to them applauding our mayor. Thank you for everything, Amigo, amigo, hey, he contributing the money. Show me the money now. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, as you will hear in the Sid rap, is doing a little puff puff pass today about legal marijuana versus uh, all the black market illegal marijuana. And then he's heading to the State of the Union address in which he's going to have a tin cup in his hand and he'll probably scream out. The Biden of Brooklyn will probably scream out to Joe Biden. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Give me $2 billion, man. I got to give some to Catholic Charities. I got to give some to my cronies. I got to give it to homeless services. I got to give it to nonprofits. You give me $2 billion, we take a billion, and then we'll use a billion to take care of the illegal aliens. Let me tell you something. This is a racket. This is a syndicate. This is a, a scam. And my husband-in-law, David Patterson, is receiving all the accolades. Read, read all the edits. Oh, David Patterson was telling the truth. He never named and shamed Cardinal Dolan, Catholic Charities, Eric Adams, all the other nonprofits who will take a $2 billion and they'll take a dollar for themselves and use a dollar to care for the illegal aliens. By now, what we know is providing concierge service and putting them on a shuttle where they re-ticket them anywhere where they want to go, of course. At whose expense? The sucker taxpayer's expense. Talking about this is the Riffin' Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. I was in the crib, sitting by the fireplace, drinking cocoa on the best game rock. Doorbell rang, who could it be? Thought to myself, then started to shrug. Got to the door, ding dong, who is he? My girl's best friend had paid me a visit. Fly as can be tight, dressed and all. She knew that I was faithful and really didn't have the ball. I tried to chill, she made the move, now I know my girlfriend wouldn't approve. I didn't realize my girl was setting me up. Yo, my girlfriend didn't trust me, no. Yep, but she lost control when I went to take the bait. I said, chill, baby, baby, chill, baby, baby, wait. My girl bust in, what us creating the bullshit. Girlfriend, things that make you go. Mm-hmm. Things that make you go. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, things that make you go, hmm. CNC Music Factory, great song, man. Uh, but this uh, entire segment is uh, news uh, that makes you go, hmm. And I do apologize, uh, Lou was uh, sticking all that clutter in before we came back here to the Rip and Read. I needed to know that we do news at 5 in the morning and then uh, Rita Cosby is on at 10 o'clock and I, excuse me, I think I have more important stuff that nobody else talks about here at WABC. You see, it's a combined cabal to prevent me from talking more about all the things that nobody else will touch because it's like a third rail for them both in our news department and amongst our many talk show hosts and hostesses. So let's go to the story that should be front page news. We have a police officer who is at Brookdale Hospital who is on life support. And it is touch and go with him. And we hope for the best. Our prayers were with him and his family and the other police officers, especially from the 66th Precinct, who uh, are outside of Brookdale Hospital saying their prayers for him that he survived. He's got a wife. He's got children. It's police officer Fayez. And the reason uh, we're covering this case, although I notice it's no longer page one, the number one story, as it should be, because maybe there are a few gray areas here, Lou, that the NYPD and Mayor Adams don't want to tell us about, or even the PBA chief uh, himself, uh, Patty Lynch. Let's uh, renew this. So Fayez was a police officer uh, at the 66th Precinct. I believe that's over in Borough Park. Uh, and his brother-in-law carrying $24,000, in cash uh, because they had been on Facebook Marketplace and they were buying a Honda Pilot. And a lot of people do this because they avoid a, a third party. Uh, it's easy. They pay far less than the book value, except it's uh, very risky because it could be a lemon. So a lot of times if you negotiate a deal, and it's usually in cash, you uh, are going to show up at the location, and you're given an opportunity to give the vehicle in question a once-over. And so maybe that's why the brother-in-law was brought along. I don't know, maybe he's a street mechanic. Who knows? We're not getting the full story yet. But we do know that uh, the guy uh, who had um, negotiated this deal as the seller was Randy Jones. He was arrested uh, up in, uh, I believe it was uh, Nanuet. Uh, in which uh, he was in a hotel, no-tell, Holiday Inn Express there with five children aged six months to 11 years old and his uh, girlfriend slash uh, gumada slash uh, mother. I don't know who she is. She didn't get arrested. He did. And he's got two dozen uh, prior arrests, including for strangulation, grand larceny, aggravated uh, harassment, drug possession, and criminal trespass. Okay. So he's he's a bad hombre, no doubt about it. And apparently he did the, he pulled the same ruse back in January, where he lured a buyer on Facebook Marketplace, which is very easy to do, to a similar location in East New York, and he robbed that person of eighteen thousand dollars. Okay, but you see, it didn't surface in the news because there are so many of these going on. They're going on all over the country. It's just so easy to do to lure a victim into a situation where they show up with cash, and then you rob them and you disappear. And in this case, Fayez had his service weapon on him, 
and his brother-in-law were there, and when they approached Randy Jones, uh, right at Ruby Street and Linden Boulevard, which should have been a warning right there, Ruby Street and Linden Boulevard, that's a block away from Dumont Street. That is that is in the belly of the beast in East New York, the 7-5 precinct. What the hell would you be going there with $26,000? And I'm not suggesting they were there for a drug deal. They were not. They were there to buy the Honda Pilot in which the price had been negotiated on Facebook Marketplace at twenty twenty six thousand dollars They show up. Then all of a sudden, according to the press conference today, which does not make sense, the guy, Randy Jones, uh, jokingly asked the two, Fayez and his brother-in-law, hey, any of you carrying pieces? And they said no. And then all of a sudden, he grabs Fayez in a headlock pulls out a loaded 9mm, shoots him in the head, begins to flee towards a BMW, which it turns out is registered to his mother, who lives a few blocks away. Of course, he's a Mama Luke. He's probably staying at his mother's house. And he does the bird in the BMW down the, the conduit. Well, now, hold on a second. The brother-in-law then supposedly has taken his... Fayez's service weapon and fired five or six shots at the fleeing Randy Jones. None of this makes sense. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, there is no doubt in my mind that Fayez and his brother-in-law did not do anything wrong. But I, I do not buy this story. Not at all. And why the hell would you be going with twenty-four, $26,000 in cash to the most dangerous place in New York City, bar none. First, it's East New York. Second, it's Brownsville. 75th, 73rd Precinct. You're out of your mind to go there with cash. Now, Curtis, are you profiling? Hell yes, I'm profiling. If I didn't, I would never have survived having been in all those locations. So let's see how this plays out. Because clearly Randy Jones is in custody, and are they going to slam a lid on this investigation as they pray for Fayez uh, to come out of um, the ICU, as we all do. That That's point number one. Things that make us go, hmm. You see the case that's going on in Sayerville, where it was uh, back on uh, Wednesday, that all of a sudden, this uh, woman, who happens to be uh, black, and is the Republican councilwoman of Sayerville, is rolling up to her condo apartment or her apartment, and she's seen on a video having a conversation with somebody, and the next thing you know, she shot multiple times in her car. And we haven't heard almost anything since. We do know that she has been described as a single mother with child, but then again, she's been described as having a Nigerian husband who is still in Nigeria, who is a holy roller who after her execution outside of her home, the very next day posted Friday morning about his deceased wife, a happy birthday, even though it's still a month away. Fourth March is your birthday. Happy glorious birthday to my love. Uh, and he calls himself king of all kings. You know, it's one of these self-proclaimed holy rollers. There's so many of them in Nigeria and he punctuated the post with a series of hearts and attached about a dozen photos of the couple, which prominently featured the councilwoman's wedding ring on her finger. Now you say to yourself, hmm, wow, things that make you go, hmm. Then you go to Newark, where she's originally from, 
In the African section, these are OAs, original Africans who live there now. They're from Ghana, they're from Nigeria, from the English-speaking countries. And they're all suggesting that this is a Klan plan, you know, because you go down to Sayerville, man, that's Klan country. And she was executed by white supremacists. They're all saying this. And we know that's not true. We know that's not true. And yet the police department is saying nothing. The local uh, county officials are saying nothing. And this is another case that makes you want to go, hmm. And then, of course, there's Patterson, New Jersey, one of the most dangerous small cities in America. You go up the hill, down the hill, first ward, fourth ward, open drug dealing, people getting shot, robberies, anarchy prevails. And all of a sudden, a Patterson police officer is facing charges after shooting a fleeing man in the back last June. Jerry Moravec is charged with aggravated assault and official misconduct. And to his credit, the Arab-American mayor and Andre Sayed, who I know, actually my sister Maria uh, taught him uh, in college, uh, he has stood up on behalf of the police officers saying, hey, look, there were several guns and shell casings which were recovered from the scene shortly after the shooting. But all of a sudden, the state attorney general is saying that there must be an imminent threat to warrant the use of deadly force. Let me suggest to all of those armchair officials in Trenton, that have you ever been in the first ward? Have you ever been in the fourth ward? Have you ever been up the hill? Have you ever been uh, in the belly of the beast, Patterson? The mayor, Andre, say, is right. You give the police officers there the benefit of the doubt. I mean, it is total chaos. It is total mayhem. It is total anarchy. We have patrolled those areas as guardian angels for many years. It is as bad as it gets. Maybe the only open-air drug market that is worse in our neck of the woods is Somerset and Kensington in Philadelphia, where it goes for blocks. You want a small version of that? The fourth ward, the first ward in Patterson, New Jersey. I stand with the mayor there. I stand with the police officer and against the officials in Trenton who never even visit Patterson, never. And then, of course... I've got to pose this question to Sid, who has been extolling the virtues of Joe Rogan on many an occasion. What the hell are you going to say about this tomorrow at 7.05 when, as a fiend, as a foe, not one of his many friends, I join Sid Rosenberg. I want him to respond to what Joe Rogan said. She's uh, she's apologizing for talking about it's all about the Benjamins. Yeah. Which is just about money. She's, she's talking about she money. She shouldn't have apologized. That I mean, I'll not, go ahead That's and not say an anti-Semitic it. statement. I don't think that is. It's about Benjamins or money. You know, the, the idea that Jewish people are not into money is ridiculous. Listen. That's like saying uh, Italians aren't into pizza. It's <laughs> I stupid. Mean, listen. It's stupid. I understand. Ah. Will uh, Sid Rosenberg give him a pass? Um, I notice um, Macedonian Phil and Lou, you guys, you didn't talk about that this morning. No, I, I listen intently to all four hours from 6 to 10, as I am suggesting everybody does, to Sid Rosenberg and friends. Didn't mention that, did you, Lou? No, of course not. Didn't mention that Macedonian Phil doing a good job uh, uh, as um, Justin Ellick, that Philadelphia Eagle fan, is missing in action this week. Didn't mention that. Well, guess who's going to bring that up to Sid Rosenberg tomorrow at 7.05? <laughs> Let's see how Sid reacts 
Will he pimp slap his hero, Joe Rogan, to be continued? Spectacular! Now, here's the Sid Wrap-Up. Boy! Great song by Houdini. I first heard this, Lou, when I was on the Staten Island ferry going back and forth. And Houdini was actually with their group practicing their rap songs for all the tourists who were going back and forth between the south end of Manhattan and the north shore of Staten Island Borough, Borough Hall. And uh, people were saying, wow. Not only uh, are we uh, getting a ride here and getting to see the Statue of Liberty and getting to see Ellis Island and Governor's Island, but we're getting to hear Houdini try all their latest songs. It's almost like going to a comedy club and hearing Seinfeld get up there and all of a sudden trying some new lines. But there's a reason I'm playing this song. It's, as you know, Sid Rosenberg in the morning, it's uh, Sid Rosenberg and Friends, and they had a Hollywood Squares the other day in the New York Post, courtesy of John Katsimatidis highlighting the friends, and I was in the middle like Paul Lind. Guess what? I'm the foe, I'm the fiend, and I'm at war with every one of those friends listed. And as you know, I'm after Congressman uh, Congressman Peter King. He is now my enemy of all enemies. He has not capitulated. He has not fallen on the sword. But the other week, I was just piling on Andrew Giuliani, and I guess he saw the ill of his ways. And he capitulated this morning as the co-host uh, with Sid Rosenberg. So, Andrew, name five great things about New York that you yeah. couldn't get in another state. And don't give me intangibles. Give me something I could put my hands on. Well, I mean, well, Kyrie Irving was going to be in that top <laughs> five, but I can't put him in there anymore. Like, for example, the best thing about New York is... At like 2 a.m. in the morning, you could find some place to eat. That's right? good. You could, okay, That's like, good. Like, you can't do that. That's 100% true. Curtis right. Lewa. Right. There's one. Curtis Lewa. Ah, you see? He's trying to make amends. They're all going to make amends because I'm going after all of them. I went after Congressman Peter King. He'll make amends. I went after Bill O'Reilly. Every And Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan every day. And then all of a sudden... Here was Sid Rosenberg kissing up to Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, about the reefer in the city of New York. It's like a plume. It's everywhere, and almost 99.9% of it is illegal. But let's hear what Sid has to say about his very dear friend, Eric Adams. Later on today, the uh, the mayor will make a <clears throat> excuse me a cannabis-related announcement with Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, that lowlife. The event is uh, open to the press, and after that, the mayor will travel to Washington, D.C., where he'll meet with members of the New York congressional delegation and attend Joe Biden's State of the Union tonight. Are there free sample? Are they bringing the free samples from the uh, afternoon announcement down I, to the State of the Union? I, I wonder. Know. <laughs> One of my best gifts, as you know, marijuana is legal. I have. Raw- I did not know. I have raw. I am not aware, Mr. Mayor. I'm not into that scene. I have bamboo. Oh, you it's know. Big. And I can't give you this gift. I'll give it to you later, you know.
laughing like a goofball, like a kid who smoked his first first joint, you know, ragweed in junior high school. <laughs> Meantime, uh, here it is, Swagger Man with no plan. They've uh, legalized uh, weed joints. They got two in Greenwich Village now. They got one on 8th Street and Broadway in the shadow of NYU. They got the other one on Bleecker Street. Uh, they claim they're going to open up another one on 14th Street, Union Square, right across the street from the uh, park. That would mean three legal weed shops in the vicinity of Greenwich Village. And they had originally announced, Eric Adams, with a lot of fanfare, that the first legal weed shop was going to be across the street from the Apollo Theater on 125th Street. And the uh, African-American women who attend the churches there don't depend on the men. It's like every other group of people, uh, if not for women, churches uh, would never survive. And the little old African-American ladies who are the ones who vote and the ones who go to church threaten the mayor and his um, associates that if they try to open up that legal weed shop, that they would come with a pail of gasoline and they would burn it down. Notice, ladies and gentlemen, see, they always think, just like I started the show, that you're all stunards. You have no ability to think. You don't remember what was said five seconds ago, five minutes ago, five weeks ago, five months ago, five years ago. And I know you do, because remember they announced the first legal weed shop would be across from the Apollo Theater on 125th. How come none of the uh, McWhitey Whitey Press Corps ever asked Eric Adams about that? Of course not. Meantime, I noticed that with a great deal of pomp and ceremony, one of the stars of the Gemini Lounge, in fact, the um, screening is taking place on February 3rd, 13th next Monday, I have not been invited, even though I knew most of the people involved there. But I also have a lot of enemies who, unfortunately, are still alive from the Gambino and Lucchese uh, crime families who will be there. But now Vertical Entertainment has secured the North American rights. So that means the Gemini Lounge featuring Sid Rosenberg will be in a theater near you. And I understand that Anthony Centaur, one of the Gemini twins, psychotic killer, along with Joey Testa, may actually be released from federal prison. This guy has killed dozens of people. How do I know? I taught these guys, Joey Testa, Patty Testa, and Anthony Centaur, stickball, and I think I gave them their first beatdowns. Luckily, they didn't Khashoggi me in the Gemini Lounge. That's why you want to be listening tomorrow at 7.05 when I join Sid and tell the real story. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.